Following the board and management's briefing on the financial situation, labor matters and the non-payment of independent producers, DA member of the communications committee, Pumzile Van Dam, sought clarity from the SABC executive on who authorized the airing of the ANC president's video on land expropriation. I want to know from whom that video was received. I want to know whether GCIS was involved in distributing that video. I want to know who, I need names, the person who viewed that video and then, after viewing it, decided to air it as it as a broadcast by the state president, despite having viewing it and having seen it was a party political message and still decided to air it as the state president. I want to know that. And I want to know who then made the decision later on to change it to a broadcast by a special address by the ANC by the ANC president. So I'd like answers to those questions and I need names. In response, SABC board member Michael Markovitz wouldn't answer Van Damme's questions saying it would be tantamount to the board interfering in the editorial independence of the SABC. We respect their editorial independence. Even if I had those facts that you've asked for, which we don't necessarily have the who did what when, I think it would actually indicate that the board is integrally involved in editorial decision-making, which you know and I'm sure you would be against, because ultimately editorial independence must sit with the head of news, which it currently does. The DA has made a complaint, as is its right to do so, in the, in the BCC, BCCSA, Our editorial team will come and answer for themselves, will respond to all of those questions that you've asked. If the BCCSA found that the SABC behaved wrongly, then we will all learn from it. Earlier during the briefing, the organization's CFO, CEO and COO painted a gloomy picture on the financial position of the SABC. The CEO, Madodam Mkakwe, called for the urgent intervention of the committee for the SABC to be rescued from its financial position. He says while the public broadcaster is currently implementing robust cost-cutting measures, the corporation is unable to carry out its operations to meet its mandate fully. I think uh, the key message for me would be to say where the SABC is, we actually require intervention. We have been engaging with the National Treasury in terms of ensuring that we get funding. Indeed, if you look at our business model and our financial model, we're able to generate revenue, but because of all of the historical issues that we face, we're not able to operate a proper business as such. The chief financial officer, Yolanda van Bellion, painted a bleak picture on the bank balance of the public broadcaster. Maybe it can all be summarized in the fact that for a, a six to seven hundred billion rand organization, we anticipate to have 26 million rand in the bank account at the end of August. Um, clearly a situation that is unsustainable. If you look at um, the independent uh, the producer specifically, uh, we did enter into payment arrangements uh, with them, <coughs> informal payment arrangements. We also do that with a number of our other big suppliers. Um, and as such, you can see in the presentation a few commitments have been made with respect to payments and dates. The COO Chris Maroleng revealed how the SABC is incurring all costs for the broadcast of sports on TV and radio. All sports-related costs are funded by us as the SABC, which appear on our screens and on our radio stations. And operating losses from broadcasting these events 
have to be absorbed, unfortunately, by ourselves as the SAPC. So the challenge that we face is that we have a mandate to broadcast what are specified as sports of national interest in our regulation. We have production costs which we must absorb also in order to bring these sports of national interest to the public. And simultaneously, our attempts to ensure that we comply with this mandate results in a significant cost to the SABC. On Labour Matters, SABC head of television and former acting CEO Nomsa Piliso touched on the latest developments on the current dispute involving 26 dismissed TV license employees and those workers who are challenging their dismissal for alleged medical aid fraud. In terms of the medical aid, if you recall that there's about four different cases of the medical aid fraud. Um, the one grouping, which was the, the Moasa one, while the arbitration hearing was yesterday, we still don't have an outcome of that, but I do believe that is continuing. And then we also have the CWU, which is set out for arbitration on the 14th of September. With regards to the TV license staff, uh, as we reported in the last sitting, that uh, the 26 um, employees had embarked on an unprotected strike and were then subsequently dismissed. There was a conciliation meeting that was held on the 27th of July and then it, 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 it got a non-resolution certificate. We are now waiting for an arbitration date, um, which it will then allow us to go and give evidence in that regard. The CEO, Madoda Mdakwe, assured the committee that the salary negotiations between management and unions would be concluded at least by the end of August.